0: And she don't mean me no good.
1: (laughs) So give me back my cocaine, give me back my whiskey. Forget about the time when you almost missed me. Give me back my t shirt, give me back my jig.
2: The All Things Blues and Southern Rock Podcast. A southern storm of bold, liberating rock shot through with blues,
3: soul, and gospel. And now, your hosts for the show, Brian Jones and Jason Johannes.
0: Welcome to another episode of the All Things Blues and Southern Rock Podcast. Jason is with us. Uh, what's going on today, man? How are you?
3: Uh, you know, another... Uh... Rock legend has left us.
0: Yeah, and
3: I saw it first
0: last night on Mel- Melanie Joe's uh Facebook page, and I'm just like, I went, oh. man, I knew he was sick, but you know, wow, it's really, you know, yeah, I
3: saw it at David Hudson. He uh from Santa of America, He he sent it to the group text for the Patreon. So when I first saw it, and then I immediately went online. And just typed in Gary Rossington's name, and there you go. So, uh, super bummer, man. Like, it seems like about once a week at this point, we're losing a a rock legend. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You know, and, you know, we're going to, you know, we're in the beginning stages of trying to put together some tribute episodes and getting people on. And how many guys, you know, like told me, like, Gary Rossington is the reason why they picked up a guitar? I mean, like, Frank from Smoke and Crow, Jeremy from uh, from
3: Duquesne, uh, Justin Worley,
0: or our Jordan buddies Worley. from
3: Jane Lee Hooker. You know, yeah. a Tracy and Tina, and they call themselves the Breeze after the song of Skinner's yeah. song. Yeah,
0: yeah, man, uh, pretty heavy duty. Chris Kelly, that used to be in Tennessee Champagne, he's another on one. Um,
3: yeah,
0: yeah, it's it's. Uh, I've been seeing uh, you know people have been mentioning that all all across on Facebook today. So.
3: Have yeah and that's all go ahead no go ahead so that's it's always tough too when the people like that that you liked or popular when you were a kid start start going away i just i saw the other day too and this is not rock related but just star related it's like harrison ford's 80 years old the guy's mm-hmm. gonna die at some point but like yeah how big of a part has he been in your life with star yeah. wars and indiana jones and everything else like holy crap yeah crazy man it, the good thing is, Jimmy Page will never die because he's <laughs> dabbled in the dark arts. And so he's now immortal. Yeah. Him
0: and Keith Richards.
3: Him and Keith Richards. <laughs> yeah. Geez, I mean, God bless. Pack those guys in like bubble wrap and like put them somewhere. <laughs>
0: yeah.
3: <laughs> well, of course, Skinner can't...
0: influenced a lot of, you know, uh, young guitar players, a lot of the younger Southern rock bands, which is a good segue into our guest. This week, uh, we have Jed from a band called Three Gun Whiskey out of a small town in Illinois, ben, Bennett, B E M E N T.
3: You probably never heard of it. And he right. gave us some things that they were close to. Like he's close to Champaign, which is where University of Illinois is located. But yeah, a little small, a small town, which helps, as you guys are going to find out, yeah. influence some of his writing
0: yeah and he mentioned uh some of his influences that are you know um uh, some of the kind of you know if not already established up and coming southern rock acts that you'll hear about and so that was very cool for him to mention that and uh, we had a great conversation with him so you guys will kick back relax and enjoy our conversation with jed from three gun whiskey <laughs>
2: I've been and all the times that I've been through But destinations going I'm leaving this small town here.
0: So here at the guest segment of the podcast and Jason as always, is always going to introduce our guest uh, that we told you about in the intro <laughs>
3: I like how you've changed that intro, Brian. It's like, I'm going to introduce the guests that we've already told you about. used to be like, surprise, this is who we have on, even though we've had this intro segment. But anyway, super excited to have on. We've been talking to these guys a while. Uh, Cool band out of Illinois, Three Gun Whiskey. But we we have Jed from Three Gun Whiskey here tonight. We're excited to talk to you, Jed. How are you doing?
4: Awesome. Thanks again for having me, guys. I really appreciate the time.
3: Well, you know, you showed up in a Gibson sweatshirt, so you know we'll let you talk.
0: <laughs> I appreciate that. Is that a David Allen Cole poster behind you there, or above your left shoulder?
4: Yeah, we opened up for him. We opened up for him a couple of years, or about a year and a half ago. Oh wow! And that was one of the one of the show flyers there. So wow,
0: that's we,
4: cool. uh, we had a pretty pretty big show with him. It was a good time. So,
0: so what uh, we'd like to hear all about Three Gun Whiskey, how this band came about if you would
4: uh, yeah nope we we got time i'll tell you the stories um uh, uh, <laughs> the floor is yours yeah basically uh me and a buddy started this band um just out of jamming in our garage and uh i played in bands through high school um did some time in the army and of course there's always a guitar around in the barracks um so it kept playing and then moved back home here and it guy our daughters actually connected like oh my dad plays the guitar my dad plays the guitar so we bumped into each other at some you know show they had for the kids He's like come on over jam sometime so we started jamming and then uh actually was having a big birthday party in my machine shed for myself so i'm like hey it's good. Fuck. do we know anybody plays the drums so yeah i know a guy turns out I ended up it's not jake that plays with now but guy I ended up going went to church with when I was the kid and he came and we just literally started playing for a birthday party my own birthday party and uh, start picking up gigs we've had some uh personnel changes basically no drama just we've gotten bigger people tra- you know travel more and uh there's when you're asking guys that kind of just want to play once a month uh, hey we're going to go hit the road and do a five-day run or something like that you know it, it taxes a lot of people's personal lives mine included but um so yeah we're central illinois based um uh, all relatively close nearby Probably within an hour of each other um started writing songs about two years ago two and a half years ago um even since then our sound has kind of changed um as it, like, some pointed out the Dave Allen co so we kind of started doing more of the outlaw country type stuff and as we started writing um as you guys spend a lot of time talking to artists i'm sure this is a very common theme as we started writing like the fact that I grew up with some A C D C Metallic at Winter Skinner, that started coming out a little bit more than listening to Waylon at my grandpa's house every now and then. It, because that's when I learned how to play the guitar. It was yeah. you know, the time frame where everybody bought it got a guitar and then got the tablature for a metallic album at the same time. And that's what you set and learn. Uh-huh. So as we started writing, it's like, hey, you know, Just get, get some guitar riffs down, blah, blah, blah. Um, they weren't sounding is outlaw country as some of the covers we were doing at the time. So we've kind of progressed from more of a outlaw country style cover band to where the stuff we're writing, if you go through the small catalog we do have the stuff that we've put out, you will you will hear, especially as so I mentioned, you will hear the progression of, yeah, you know, we had a slide guitar in one of our first things. Now, you know, I don't think I turned the distortion off on the last song we recorded. Um, it, it's just kind of a, a, an evolving thing. And as a band, we've evolved. Um, we had some member changes, like I said, just based out of travel and, and time commitments people can put into stuff. And we try to make an, you know, the jump to the next level, slowly but surely. Um, right now, we have a solid lineup. We're uh, trying to write more as a band as opposed to doing as much cover material. But as you guys know, bands in our position, it's you almost got to play the little cover gigs to pay to mm-hmm. record and pay to do stuff before you can get out and jump yep. on. Hey, you know we got 40 minutes of original material we want to open for so and so. We've had some good opening shows before, um, but the cover gigs
3: pay a lot better.
4: <laughs> they, they they do, and and um, that's something we just kind of we're trucking through. You know, yeah. um, knocking those out as we can get them, um, traveling, some traveling, you know, local. And uh, as the as thing kind of grows for us, we're hoping that our originals catch on more because that's what we want to do. You know, I'd love to have, you know, 10, 15 songs that we can stand up and play and everybody knows all the words to. But, you know, that's, of course, everybody, every kid that picks up a guitar's dream is to hear people singing their stuff, right? But um, we're we're fighting our, way, fighting our way in that direction.
0: Right on. Um... When when did originals start coming about? Was that like early on, or did you always have that in mind? Um, I
4: we did. I did, um, and the guys I played with, we the, the lead guitar player I played with before, Dayak, and he's on a few of the recordings. Um, he was really in original music, and I I was. Um, so the so guys, were kind of brought in, brought in around us. That's the thing. And Dave, Dave retired. He uh he couldn't try he couldn't travel anymore. Um, with his, he had a, during COVID. And I hate to mention COVID because it's you know the few podcasts I've done it. It's just the bane of the existence of a lot of us. Um, hey, he had to pick up a day job, and then yeah. just, you know day job turned to oh, no. I you know end up getting a bigger house now, and now I got to pay for it, so I can't take time off work. Um, and he still helps. I will still. have like, Hey Dave, I'm trying to get this roof down. You know he's a great mm-hmm. aspect of the band, even though he doesn't play with us anymore. Uh, but the members, you know, right now, Ben Wilson, our lead player, him and I are tight, and we we enjoy sitting down and trying to, to write music and trying to come up with guitar licks that that sound within our wheelhouse and stuff that we, you got to enjoy playing it, right? Yeah. So um, I'm sure everybody's thought we, we've got 20 songs that we've come up with that we're kind of like, eh. You know, do we use this as just a filler and a set? But if we don't like it, we're not going to play it. If we don't like it enough to play it, we sure as hell aren't going to spend the money going record it. You know, so it's just I envy the guys that could sit down and write 20 songs, have them all record, and they all sound freaking great. But I'm I'm sure if those guys got to talking before they got their science of how they did it down. They were trashing every, you know, they're picking one out of ten songs that they wrote, and those nine just kind of went away. And that's kind of where we're at right now. is just fighting fighting for that next hook, the next like that we just, that we love and work us forward.
0: Cool, very cool. Um, well, one thing that I've n- noticed uh, fairly frequently is, you know, musicians coming from the rural areas. I mean, you, we talked in the intro, like coming from, you're coming from a rural place and it's amazing that you can find other like-minded people in, in, in those smaller communities. You wanna talk about that?
4: Yeah, it, it's, it's, a, it's a challenge. Um because like you said, if we were in a large city, you can get on any Facebook group whatever, like, hey, I need a guitar player. And you'll have thirty guys pop in sending you a little, you know, demo videos when playing. Um, and around here it it's it's smaller towns do make it um, difficult to find guys not only if they're like minded, you wanna have the talent too. And that, you know, now the guy the guys that I'm with now some of them are from an hour away or whatnot. So like we said. We have a practice studio we meet at and uh, jam at, but it that is a challenge. And I'm, I'm sure we're going to talk about it soon, but, you know, one of the things when I was sitting drinking coffee this morning and going through all the stuff with the guitarist we lost for Leonard Skinner, you know, to think that those guys were together since high school, like that,
1: mm-hmm.
4: that just absolutely, you guys around musicians, you play, like I played the guys I'm, was in bands with in high school. I think I'm friends with like two of them on Facebook, maybe. You know what I'm saying? And th- but that's the extent of our relationship. And to think that these guys played together, you know, they wrote Freebird when there was, you know, uh, he wrote that lick when he was a senior in high school. You know, it's just, it blows your mind. The career that they've had gone through the plane accident where they lost lost guys and mm-hmm. all that stuff that, that, like you were talking about the small town folks, It's it's hard. It's a challenge. It's fun. It's fun to find somebody that you just jam with and just clicks. But when you're in a smaller community, um, say like Nashville, we've gone down there. I got friends down in Nashville, and they literally we go play with them one time, and they got different guitar players. Well, like how's that work? It's like oh well, we got five or six guitar players that you know we we can we can choose from based on shows if they're not booked. And it's like I know five or six guys within driving distance that can play well enough to play you know what i'm saying so it's our pool is drastically smaller so you, right. i think you grow grow tighter and you learn together i know my guitar playing has improved drastically playing with the guys that i've surrounded myself with and i, it, I am envious of guys that are in big cities where they can constantly be around guys that are that are at a higher level playing because you you can't not learn when you sit down and play with somebody probably a long way to answer your question but that's yeah, being rule has its challenges, but I also think it helps a lot with songwriting. Good.
3: So, kind of, kind of carry on from that one. You guys did change the lead guitar player. It sounds like so. When you bring different mm-hmm. people in the band, how does that affect your songwriting, your playing? I haven't had
4: any ne- negative effects from it. I'll tell you that much. Um, the uh, one of the bigger things is just style, um, Dave. Our old lead player, like I said, probably the best guitar player I know personally. You know, like guitar because I have their fingers on my phone. He is the absolute top guy. Now, you go back to, like, what they're into, what they grew up playing. Dave loved Eddie Van Halen. And you can hear it when he's just jamming. You can hear that. Mm-hmm. Um, ben, huge Slash fan, right? Both amazing guitar players. Different styles. Yeah. So you hear it when they're writing leads, when they're playing, when they're writing stuff they want to play. It, it comes out just a little bit different. I can't say that I like one over the other. Maybe the slash style is more the style I grew up with. I wasn't a huge Van Halen fan growing up. Um, so that it it's, it's all about being creative, right? And the more mm-hmm. things you got coming in, the the different realms you can go to things and adding people taking away people it's since since we're writing and being creative instead of being bummed you know dave had to retire from playing shows it was like well okay we got another excellent guitar player who wants to play with us his style is a little bit different and i i dig it let's let's grab this embrace it and run so
3: is that changing the way that you're writing songs
4: yes I, I, Yes, I, I don't think in a negative or positive way, but it, it can't not change it. You know, just we well, got a guy that hears something a little different, a guy that, um, you know, you you play guitar, uh, a simple bend in a certain part of the league can can take a song and totally just make it make it grab make it grab your ear, and everybody that plays and listens, whether they actively understand it or not, they hear those little nuances in a guitar solo. They hear it in a lick. And uh, it, it does change style of which we're writing. And I think that we have, as we kind of maybe talked before we were recording, is we've slowly kind of gotten more into the Southern rock, rock realm mm-hmm. than the outlaw realm. And that, I think, is heavily based on how we want to play our instruments.
0: Do you see a relation between those two styles, though?
4: Absolutely. I mean, the, there, there's there's absolutely a similarity, um, and I'm sure if Eddie was still alive and Slash sat down together, they probably have similar influences, you know. And, and that's that's the thing about you know playing playing guitar is, you know, when you're a kid, you're sitting down there and you're reading the you, you know in the guitar magazines or whatnot. You read this guitar player you look up to, and he's saying his influences, and you don't know who half of them are because you're too young. and You don't understand who all, all those guys are. But then you start looking at them now, studying the guys I listen to, and a lot of them had very similar influences. They just took the pieces from each little style that they that they enjoyed and kind of crumpled them all together. Um, and it, it's doing the same thing as we write. There's just a ton of different little influences into it. And, I mean, even I got on a kick before we wrote Get Down, the song, the, the video that we just put out. And I was listening to a ton of ZZ Top. I just, I don't so I heard him one day when I was driving. I'm like, man, I haven't sat down and listened to a bunch of ZZ Top. And I started, I'm like, shit, Billy's in like, he tunes to E sometimes, tunes to G sometimes. I'm like, you know what? I got a guitar that I'm not playing much. I'm going to just have that, always have that thing in alternate tuning. I'm like, hmm, I haven't really messed with the slide much. And I start. and that's, you know, the the lick to get down was just literally me Sitting there messing around with a slide in Open G one day, and then Ben starts, you know, tweaking above it. I'm like, "Huh, sounds freaking good," and it, it just it that's how that's how that song came about. Which was just me saying, "Hey, I want to mess around with something in Open G today," and we just did it.
0: Cool. So, and but also, I mean, like the similarities between or links or whatever relation between Outlaw Country and Southern Rock.
4: Yeah, there's a huge, huge, uh, lyrically, uh, I know we talked a lot about guitars and stuff, lyrically, um, I think that you can take any classic Southern rock tune and put the lyrics to a classic outlaw rhythm and people wouldn't, they, they would, it's the same, it's right, it's real writing, you know, it's real stuff. like bashing today's music because there's a lot of it that I like but the I, it, if I have to listen to one more song about a dirt road and a pickup truck who, who, <laughs> someone who's probably never lived on a dirt road or even driving <laughs> a pickup truck it, it's like literally the road out in front of my house is gravel I can sing about a damn gravel road right but um, <laughs> the, the, the you know the southern rock and the, the outlaw country lyric lyric content I think is very similar, and, and uh, it, go
3: ahead. Oh, we get each other's attention. You don't have to call on us. Oh, we yeah. should have told oh, sorry, you that sorry, ahead okay. of time. We've That's usually what we do. Yeah, I'm just worried. I'm worried I'm talking in, Too much. That's why. If, no, no, no. We, you got too engaged in gear talk. Normally, Ryan and I say, "Hey, one of us will raise our hand just to get each other's attention, so we don't talk."
0: Gotcha. <laughs>
4: sorry. Yeah, you just
3: ignore that. <laughs> All
0: right.
3: Keep going. Keep going.
4: The but yeah, the, the lyrical content of stuff, and you know, I sit down and. I mean, I'm sitting down here at my desk. And I got lyric. I sit down and just write. Um, and uh, a lot of the lyrical stuff, I think, is is very um, traverses between between the outlaw style and and, uh, and the southern rock style, and and I think also blues the southern rock. I, I think it all sure. kind of
3: it all kind of right together.
4: Yeah and definitely writing real, real stuff is what, um, what I like. I, I enjoy a song that has feeling has, you know, I, we kind of joked for a while that I had a very difficult time writing a happy song. It's like, Hey, write, write a, you know, write an upbeat song. It's like, well, I'll give it a shot. <laughs> you know. And uh, um, you know, our, our newest single get down that was outside the box for, for me. At first, but then once I kind of got going with it, it flowed so easy that hell. The, the last two verses, I wrote on the, I wrote, I wrote it on the music stand in front of the mic at the studio, and because we needed another thing, but it was just like we got the flow down. I'm like, mm-hmm. you know, I, I was I ran into the other the control room. I'm like, hey Ben, I said, Here, here's here's the next the two the last um, couple phrases of the. First, so we can add that, that in there, kind of round it out. It's like, man, that's fucking awesome. Like, so it it and you cuss it as a writer, you cuss it at the same time because the other verses you set for hours, trying to think, trying to think, trying to think, and then it's like, boom, you puke it up in thirty seconds till the next It's it's kind of crazy how all that stuff
0: works out. But... So, who would be your main influences as a guitar player?
4: As a guitar player. Um, They're they vary a lot. Um like I said first stuff I started playing Metallica, James Hetfield. I uh I, I don't play lead. I can dabble around a little bit. Um but I he was first one early on. Um a
3: great rhythm guy, but, one of the best rhythm guys, a top rhythm guy.
4: Yes, yeah. and, and almost I wouldn't say underrated for the way he plays, but the stuff that he wrote, the rhythm licks that he wrote were insane.
3: Best, you know? One of the best right hands going right now.
4: Yep, yep. Um, and then stuff I grew up with, you know, the typical stuff, Stevie Ray Vaughn, Eric Clapton. Um, even though I don't listen to his music, my dad did. So when I first was strumming, I learned a lot of Neil Young stuff because it's what dad yeah. was playing, you know.
3: Sure. Um, great pop songs, the, great, sh- strong suction. Sh- Song structures, not strong structures. Song structures.
4: Yeah. <laughs> and and it, it, it made me happy because the guy can't sing a lick, but he's no. fucking awesome. You know yeah. I'm So, so yeah. I'm like, if this dude could do it under three chords, I'll give it a shot. You
3: know? Yeah, right. I mean, a lot of guys have, have made, hey, writing good songs and not being able to sing great. Bob Dylan. Bob Dylan doesn't sing well. He just writes yeah. great music.
4: Yeah. And... Uh, Other guitar influences would, would just, I, I liked the, I was a big fan of the ACDC style, like simple, hard, Mm -hmm. you know, to to play a chord
1: and
4: have, yes, a chunky, hard sound. And to have a rig to where you, you play an E chord and it sound like you feel it like that's, it doesn't, I don't necessarily mean volume cranked. I mean, just the way, the the rig sounds and the tone you can get to make your guitar sound good and have that nice hard hitting hard hitting sound is what I like so anybody that plays like that like ACDC was huge I mean that the those guys you know, I haven't brain fart on the rhythm player right now but I mean that guy's stellar he just stands in the back and plays a few chords and lets the lead player dance around in front of him that, like you know that that type of music is what I think about when I'm sitting down playing my guitar.
3: Yeah.
0: So once again, the area you come from, we talk about being rural. Um, are there any other bands kind of like in your genre, you know, around, you know, where, you know, there are Quad Cities or, or wherever? Are you guys like one of the few or what, what? what's, is there any sort of scene at all around there or in, you know, the cities that you're closer to that are bigger in this <laughs> there- kind of music?
4: No. no, um, th- there's 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 a lot of cover cover stuff going on. Sure. um, Like there is in any any place. Um, There's Champaign, um, Illinois, it's, where the University of Illinois is. It's about a half hour from here. There's there's a small scene there. Um, but like I would say just about any place else, I don't think it's unique is they want to hear four hours of the songs I hear on the radio yeah. and all, or the old classics. Um, and we try our best to, to, you know, that pays bills for our guys. Yeah. Um, but as far as really pushing original stuff, um, there, there is a guy uh, nearby us named Josh Holland. He lives um, over in Decatur. And that, that guy, he's uh, he, he has some originals out and he's killer. I mean, his voice I, I I don't know him personally, but I would gladly walk up to him, shake shake his hand, and tell him I'm jealous of his voice. He he uh sounds like a cross between Aaron Lewis and Jelly Roll. I mean, he just he's got this killer killer voice. Um, and he's he's probably the only guy I would say around us directly that's pushing original music. There's a guy named Joe Stem that lives a couple hours from here in Spring Springfield or a little beyond, and he's doing some original music too. Um but our our specific style um there's not many guys really pushing the southern rock kind of sound around here
0: how about like nationally as far as bands that are you know let's say been going for 20 years or less or anywhere from five to ten years you know maybe a little uh further southeast who would really uh um, who, who really impresses you
4: in that way? I I love the Steel Woods. Um, mm. I I I, uh, I don't like we were talking about Skinner earlier. I don't, I don't know if you're a Skinner fan. How you can not love those guys? I mean, okay. they're um another band that's that's I see them making a lot of moves and they're doing really good. With them Dirty Roses.
3: Oh yeah. Guys, yeah, yeah, the friends I'm, of ours. Yeah,
4: yeah. I uh we we cover one of their songs.
3: Oh, which one?
4: Um, uh, give me back my cocaine. What's the... Yeah. That's co- not
3: whiskey that, in my cup. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
4: Um, two years ago, um, that's, I know I could tell you the lyrics. Um, yeah, give me back the cocaine, give me back my whiskey. Cocaine and whiskey. Yeah, that, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cocaine and whiskey. Um, which is funny because we have a whole string of songs that have to do with either cocaine or whiskey. Um, oh, um, so you, it, you have but,
3: Three Gun Whiskey—that's your name. You yeah, yeah.
4: The, uh, um, yeah, those guys. I I would love the opportunity to play with those guys. Um, I think our our sounds would uh, yeah. mesh very very well. I watched a few other um, you know YouTube videos from not that they put out, but from people watching their shows, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I think that I think that we would our sounds would would definitely um sound good together but uh those two those two bands right now i think are the upcomers and in in this genre um blackberry smoke obviously everybody loves those guys they're they're incredible um but those you know them dirty roses they're young they're newer on the scene i think those guys are going to blow
3: up yeah andrew is a beast of a player yeah he is they put on a great live show because I know Brian finally got the chance to see them play live. They, they played up in Sioux Falls, which I was surprised. Oh, really? by. Yeah,
4: they seem to be getting around pretty good. I know they're playing up in uh, Chicago soon, and I sent their um, their booking agent some information and I think the venue to try to see if we can snag that opening spot for them. Um, but uh, yeah, those those guys, I. I definitely dig them and they're they're pumping them out too that's what they're 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 on the road and they're pumping out tunes. and I, I think that i
3: think they are road good. dogs they are always on the road last time we spoke to them a couple months ago brian like i don't they only i don't, it was like 20 days at home in the year or something they slept in their yeah. beds or something yeah. stupid like that
4: That's putting in the work man i like i said my hat's off to them those, those guys they're chasing it and i i said so i'm envious of of, of uh them being getting to go out that much and having the time to be able to go make that happen. But that's that's what you gotta do. And like I said, hats off to them. They're they're killing
3: it. Oh absolutely. Um I had a question for you and I'm just I completely blanked on it. That's terrible. So (laughs) I'm gonna talk I'm just gonna say random stuff until it comes. I'm gonna I'm gonna stall. I'm gonna stall. That's what I'm gonna do. Actually who's in the band right now? Who who's making out the four guys in three gun whiskey?
4: Right now myself. Um Guy named Ben Wilson, our lead player, um, okay. does vocals too. Um, on our recent single "Get Down There," he kind of we, we kind of pushed him more up in the front in the vocals, which I like. He, he's uh, he, he sounds great. Is he doing all the um, backing
3: vocals on the recordings. That's,
4: That's me. Somebody else. Um, oh, you're so doing both. So all of it. Okay. Yeah. 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 Ben's Ben's the higher voice. I'm the lower. And on that one, we're trying to. I, I, kind of how it came about was when went to the studio and I was having some throat issues and yada yada and I'm like Ben push this high and then I'm gonna come in and I'm just gonna go like super Whoa. monotone <laughs> yeah so I did Whoa. one I did one recording where I was like crazy low just real monotone talking almost and then I did another one where I was seeing I was singing it and when they mixed it, it it came out super cool um and then Eric our bass player and then we got Jake McNamara playing drums for us. Um he's he's pretty busy with another project he's got going on too. So we uh gonna there's gonna be a couple shows coming up where we got a fill in drummer, but he's actually um his Zach Burke, he's on some of the recordings because he's also our guy where we record at. He's a mm-hmm. full time drummer. I mean, he, he could play anything. Um yeah. so since he knows all the originals, he's uh easy shoe-in for hey, we need somebody to come fill in for a show because he played on the drums for a few of them. But yeah, it's the four of us we got rolling right now.
3: What is your overall plan? Like, what is success to you for the band?
4: Lofty goals or realistic? Lofty, I, I, Lofty, I want to do it full time. I want to, I want to be able to travel around, play music full time, go on, whether it be opening for larger acts and doing some um, shows on our own and, and making a living, uh, a comfortable living, doing it, um, paying my gu- paying the guys. Um, I have a day job, other guys, they play music. Um, so mm. I, I want to, I want to be able to play music full time, make a living doing it. And I really want them to along with, you know, as a group, I want us to be able to say, okay, we're going to stop everything else. And this is what we're focused on. You know, this is what we're doing. Um, I'd like to have music that um, people enjoy. I want to go to a show and have, you know, a good time, have people have good times. I I just, uh, I'm not, I I think I'm at the point where I just want to go have a ball doing it. And if I can have a ball and support my kids and my wife, um, that that would be, um, I think, achievable success. me and then once we get there just keep shooting higher i don't like the i don't like the stall so as long as i got a goal obtainable i like to shoot it and and grab it and then take the next run
0: so of course in illinois you know chicago is known as a blue city um does that reverberate throughout the state too and and is there ever a thought of you know trying to to get a show around there or is that Chicago just basically all blues is it hard to you know would you have to go to you know find some place in suburbia there to play or I'm just out of curiosity
4: there's we played Chicago quite a bit um and and the the clubs up there they really it's kind of a hodgepodge um you know our last show up there last month we played up right down on division street I mean like right downtown there's a places, there's more people there for sound check than are some of our local shows. It's just, you know, a lot more, a lot more people. Um, the, uh, we played a couple, a place called Scooter's Roadhouse up there that they bring in a lot of big acts. Um, that's kind of a, a different venue. On one side, they have a DJ and on the other side, they have the live music venue. So you can constantly got people going back and forth. So the crowd, you'll have guys our age Watching us play, and then you can tell when the DJ takes a break because all of a sudden there's a bunch of 22-year-olds in there <laughs> dancing, screaming, carrying on. And you start playing the DJ comes back on. Um, but uh, I would say the influence that Chicago has on downstate isn't very great, um, meaning that Chicago, if you're from Illinois, you know a lot, a lot of times. It's been on the ballot. A lot of people want to separate and turn Chicago into the District of Chicago, kind of like the District of Columbia is in DC. Downstate people don't don't like Chicago very much. <laughs> <laughs> we, we go up there because it's you know there's a lot better money up there for us playing yeah. and a lot more people. Um, but musically, the up there it is a blue city, but a lot of the clubs are really turning into the want to hear the newer pop country type stuff yeah. um, when you're, you know, unless of course you get a specific, you know, bill where you're, you're on the bill for a club and then, you know, you can get some folks going in to that. But a lot of it's, a lot of it's either they want to hear the bro country or the, um, the, uh, cover stuff that you'll hear driving to the show and back on your local pop country station.
3: You saying that just sparked what I wanted to bring up a little bit ago and was talking about your songwriting process and kind of influences that you you sing about real things and real experiences and how it kind of separates you from a lot of the current pop country, pop music. Over the weekend, I saw on Twitter, Jason Isbell posted a picture. It was awesome. He said, I'm posting a picture of all the people that helped me make my newest album just to thank them. And it was, you know, it was like a selfie of him. (laughs) I thought, you know what? That's pretty badass rock and roll right there. Because, you you know, you look at the, the current, like the Taylor Swift's or anybody else, and there's 20 people who help produce and write an album. And very rarely are you seeing just an artist sit down and write themselves from their own perspective.
4: I, I agree with you. I, I, the the one artist who I have recently kind of caught on to,
3: um,
4: who I think is bringing that back to with the the 20s crowd, would be uh, Zach Bryan. Um, yeah. That guy, you know he's writing this stuff. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's, it, and he, you can get on his YouTube or whatever, and he'll, he'll tell you what the song is about. And him, at the mass level of popularity he has right now, him doing that, sitting smoke a cigarette in his basement, and then you got the guy that's just as popular as he is, going to a songwriting thing in Nashville with, like you said, 15 guys are sitting down there trying to come up with the perfect, the perfect rhyme, the perfect hook. You know, it's a matter of opinion, but who's better? You know, yeah. as an artist, you know, that you know, the skill set of sitting down like this guy's selling out Red Rocks on songs that he sat down and wrote by himself doing, you know, with, with, with a, with a flat top guitar, you know, now I'm, what I enjoy Luke Combs is Luke Bryan's success when they go in and have people write songs and they pick which song they want, who wouldn't. Right. right. Um, and I'm not going to dog that, but yeah, having having, you know, Isabel, these guys that are, that are, they're that writing and you can tell, that this dude wrote the song, you know. Yep. I, I, there's a lot of, you know, we. I have a, you know, a couple of these songs I wrote, um, that, you know, I had. There's one in particular I had trouble playing live because the song meant so. It was so deep that playing it live sometimes was hard to 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 choke my sure. way through it. Yeah. Um, and, and I'm just a small small town guy in a small little band. You know, I couldn't imagine trying. And push those feel i would welcome the opportunity but try to show those feelings out in front of a bunch of people now i don't see how you can do that with someone else's lyrics i mean maybe maybe it hits yeah. you and you
3: know maybe it hits you a certain you're way not response, you're not gonna have that same emotional response so you're not going to have that yeah mm-hmm. brian i saw leilani kilgore when my wife and i saw her play in the dayton area last year like break down and crying in one of her songs 'Cause she wrote yeah. it, it was personal and like it hit her hard when she was playing it. And like to your point, Jed, um, if some 20 people write a song for you and again, yeah, we're not dogging that, we're just talking about the creativity and the artist, like you're not going to probably have that same emotional response or or sing or care for a song in the same way. I I can, I can
4: since I've, i I can say I've been there, I I definitely agree with you. It is yeah. when when you when something comes from your heart. I know it means things to other people, but those of us that enjoy music and play music and write music and listen to it, I mean, even not writing, if you pick a, a sad song that's on your playlist and you played it and the three of us would come up with three different answers of how a memory or something that sparked up in us, we would have three completely different answers to it. Yeah. Because that's how it hit us. It, it's even more intense when like, this is shit that I didn't necessarily say to anybody or, or feelings. And here I am, like, just regurging it out know yep. a song for everybody. It's a, yeah. it's a very unique thing.
3: Yeah, I wrote a song once called Hookers and Blow, and that's really easy to uh, interpret.
4: (laughs) You know, keep it simple, stupid, right? (laughs) Yeah. Right Right. 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 talking about getting fucked up and chasing (laughs) tail is pretty much a golden standard, right? (laughs)
3: It was it was not about my own personal experiences, but like experiences from somebody else from my perspective. How's that? but they were my experience a good good story you heard right (laughs) or witnessed
0: (laughs) (laughs) last night Uh. last night of course we got the news as later last night the news of uh passing of gary rossington and i knew we're gonna you know be talking about that you know we're i've been reaching out to people and we're gonna be you know we're gonna be doing some tribute episodes and Probably three or four guys that said, you know, like he was my hero. He's the reason why I started playing guitar. And I don't know why that surprises me. But I mean, usually you're gonna hear, you know, Jimi Hendrix or Clapton or, you know, in the Jimmy Southern Rock, you know, you know, yeah. people are gonna talk about the guitar tandem of Dickie Betts and 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 Dwayne Allman, you know, and you mentioned Eddie, Eddie Van Halen and guitar players like that. So like it, it's, it's so nice to see that, you know, got like so many got people like Gary Rossington is the reason why I started playing guitar. So I figured he might want to talk about that a little bit.
4: Yeah, absolutely. You know, Gary, all those, all those guys, um, I it's going to kind of sound, I'm, I'm going to bring the circle here, but like, um, I, I, I work out, I like to lift weights, right. I look at these bodybuilders and you're like, Okay, these guys, they're so, like, it almost doesn't make sense. They're so huge, right? When you start playing the guitar and Leonard Skynyrd's songs came on, when you were learning, you could, like, learn them, right? They, they weren't so crazy out of this world that you couldn't do it. I mean, Sweet Home Alabama... I will hopefully never have to play that song again live, right? Because <laughs> everybody plays it. But in reality, like someone that's... GC and d man. <laughs> yes, like you, it's three chords and it's an iconic song. So yeah. when you're first learning the guitar and you learn GC&D and, and all of a sudden you're like, holy shit, I'm playing one of the most popular songs on earth right now. Yes, that's, that's a huge... It's huge for for him as a guitar player to and all the like so that that band with you know three guitars it, it it's kind of hard to pinpoint who was doing what right, you know, right. But, but but to say the reason I play guitar is a very very easily understood statement because all of us that were learning to play listening to those songs you they weren't so out of control hard difficult. I can do this. I can have you know, I can learn how to play. I can do something with this instrument because these guys are up here playing this is in auditoriums and arenas and he's playing the same three chords that dad just taught me. You know, it, it, it was huge, huge, huge influence. And for those guys to Gary in particular to to have such a long career and to have such iconic songs, it it, it is inspirational for anybody that is in has any part of enjoying guitar enjoying the style of music and i tell you it's you can sit down and be like i want to try to play a riff that sounds like a a leonard skinner riff understanding it's only three chords and you you're like
3: how did they make that sound so Mm
4: -hmm. damn good you know it's it's,
3: simple but yeah complex yes yes it brian what he said there is very very like right like great couldn't have said any better myself. It's when you're you're a guitar player learning guitar, you have this really good iconic music, but it's simple, it's relatable, it doesn't deter you away from learning the instrument. If you were to say, "I immediately I'm gonna start playing like Eddie Van Halen," bring him up again, that would deter you away from trying to play the instrument. Goes to show you that some of the best music is very simple it's how you write it the inflection like all those things that go into it but you knocked it out of the park on that answer for sure
4: and even you know even though he wasn't involved much in the lyric content i mean skinnerd i mean they just those relatable those songs it's so relatable i mean we we're actually this is no bullshit before before he passed yesterday we were talking with Zach, the guy I told you that does our recordings, and I went and had a meeting with him last week. Like, hey, we want to follow up to get down. You know, do you, should we, you want us to get an album ready? How do you want to do it? And uh, one of the things we came up with was, hey, let's let's get in in order to keep, for lack of a better word, keep the algorithm going, keep flow going. He said some of these covers you guys are doing, you're killing them, and you you've changed them completely to where they sound they sound like you guys, even though they're cover songs. So let's just Let's come knock out a couple. That way we can throw up a YouTube video and and get stuff out there and give me back my bullets is is something that -hmm. that we started playing and I absolutely love that song. And it's not Free Bird, it's not Sweet Home Alabama. It's 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 not the ones that everybody's you know, it gets covered, but it's not Mm -hmm. a hugely Yeah. And that's the thing too about Skinner is you mentioned the the deep track concept is those guys, they have every song is good. You know, yeah, you, right. you could yeah. pull, you could pull any. I was in the shower this morning and I can't remember the name of the song came on. So um, I don't think it's called I "Love You," uh, but the Steel Woods guys did a cover of it. And I hadn't that song hadn't popped up on my playlist. I'd heard the the Steel Woods version of it, but I'm like, holy shit, I forgot this is the Skinner song. Those guys have deep tracks. They're just better than a lot of the a lot of stuff that's being put out now and it's so b-side stuff made it might even been a filler song you know um yeah the 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 lyric content of those stuff it's like we've been talking all night it's down to earth and you know everybody about being rich and
3: famous and getting in the garbage yes
4: yeah yep relatable yep
3: Brian was on a podcast, a friend of our podcast, a couple of weeks ago, a couple months ago. Um, talk, you guys did the whole review of the first Skinner record, and it's crazy right. how many of their like big songs are just even on their first record. Mm-hmm. I think there's like two songs
0: on that record that weren't on the radio, something like that. This is crazy. Really,
3: you know, one of the greatest yeah. debuts of all time, you know, up with Boston and and um, Guns and Roses, you know, and all these other guys just had these killer just and debut releases. Mm-hmm. I, I heard the I, ballad ballad of Curtis Lowe Sorry, I cut you off there. Uh, ballad of Curtis Lowe today. I'm like, man, that's a good track too. And you don't hear that hardly on the radio yep. or anything. Yep.
4: I what I was about to say there is like, I, imagine sitting in that room after that first. Whether you mentioned Guns N' Roses, Skinner, these guys that have these huge, huge debuts. Like, I couldn't imagine sitting down and whether they're under contract or you know whatever, be like, okay, guys, ready for your second album? You're looking like, holy shit. Like, did right. we just blow our load on the first 10 salt? Like, right. how, how on earth are we gonna, you know, come up and and do it? And they, they, they did it, man. They, mm-hmm. they, uh, they did it. And you know, I will. I've watched all the documentaries and all that sort of stuff because like I'm a huge, huge fan of theirs. And you know, them saying about the farm they practiced on, where they just had that little shed, yeah. And they're oh, they're awesome. seven in the you know seven in the morning practicing. Like that's. Like how fun would that be to just be locked in a small ass building and just like hey we're cranking out some tunes and then their studio guys and these guys would come into the studio and it would it would be to perfection because they spent so much time honing these songs in on their own that they just the leads would be just as they walked in like they didn't need a producer because they had it all it was all set down and, and it was rock solid when they showed up and they were how old were they the first album came out really were they 21 early
3: 20s for sure had to be
0: crazy so what is next for you guys we got a few songs
4: right now in the mix some originals um we are in the keep going back and forth everything with deciding are we going to lump them together and try to put out a full album or continue pushing out singles um based on a lot of stuff that i listened to and read and unfortunately you know the spotify algorithm the, all the stuff mm-hmm. everything right now they 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 think that you can get more traction with the algorithms and all this sort of stuff of a release every couple months um be, because you put out a whole album people aren't sitting and listening to the whole album anymore. They're it's on a playlist and pick the song boom and next. Um, so, and that's something that we're struggling back and forth with. Like how, how do we want to do this? Do we want to go um, do, do a group of singles or um, put them all together? And honestly, we haven't made up our minds hundred percent. That's why I talked about, we're thinking about coming in and cutting a few um, cover songs. Cause I like the, I like the idea, you know, lip, release an EP, have an, have an original cover, two originals of cover on there.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: Um, I think that helps people recognize where we want to go because if you hear I talk about recording Give Me Back My Bullets, if we do a original and then that song, you can hear our style on our original and you can hear our style in the cover song. You're like, hmm, I like how these guys are rolling with this and, and um, we we're definitely writing definitely recording more originals how we decide to disperse that we're still kind of balancing trying to figure out exactly how we want that to happen i hate feeling like we want to do the best for all this computer shit and do the best for the algorithms and whatnot but the uh i don't want to put out put out eight songs and have it fall on its face and you know one real good song and then because we don't spend any more time on one song than we do on the others, so I, I I want to each song to get traction on its own, and hopefully stand together. But I I'm even torn about how how I want to do it. We're pushing forward, we're recording, we're writing, and we're doing stuff. It's just uh, we're incredibly torn right now exactly how we want to put it all out once we get it together. If that makes sense.
3: that's yes whole different world out there with the singles and the, and the streaming services. Like you said, the algorithm it's unfortunately the game you got to play.
4: Yeah. It's it because you can have a huge song that just gets buried in that stuff. And, and I've heard them, you know, setting up, just sitting on, you know, you play a song, and it picks the songs you like, and you hear a song like, Holy shit. Like this is, mm-hmm. this is amazing. And you go through and it's got like 800 plays. Like, how does this thing not have, you know, 8 million plays on it right now? Um, so it's just trying to work that and trying to grow. I think is, is the number one thing is, is trying to find the best most, the, most, the best tactical way to grow what, with our shows we're playing, with the stuff we're writing, and the the eyes that we're getting. Is finding the best way to attack that and make the bang for our buck count because we can go spend the money on recording, but if if we have a, you know, great songs that gets buried because of some stupid algorithm, am I, are we pissed away money or, you know, so it, business wise, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta lock that down and figure out where we're going. But to be hundred percent honest with you, right now, we're, we're up in the air of exactly how we want to play that. Mm-hmm.
0: Are you doing everything like indie in-house, like your own, prom, your promotion and management and all that, is that all you guys Booking,
4: yeah. Um, if you are show bookers, follow me. Happy to talk to them. Um, the uh, we, we've had a couple over the past couple of years, we've had a few guys that have helped us get shows on uh, some booking agents. Um, and I would like to go that route. Um, the more so, you know, as we grow, because as we grow, it's you know, I, I'm doing a lot of it. Um, and to spend when I want to be sitting playing my guitar and I got to spend an hour at night, re, you know, email back venues and talking money and talking, you know, all that sort of stuff. Um, it would be great to have, you know, somebody handle that stuff because I would love to be able to be like, Hey, Jed, get the guys together. You guys are going to run into Chicago, Milwaukee, um, green Bay and back next weekend. Perfect. Let's roll. You know, tell me where to be, when to be there. Um, that, that would be, Awesome. We have some of that going on, but it's about seventy five twenty five. Um, hopefully with the originals, the more of those coming, we get more into the the circle of guys just playing originals. and I hopefully that is something that we can move forward with where we can go play, like I said, a 40 minute 50 minute original set and, and uh, instead of having to pay for everything with bar gigs
0: jason is it that time of the show
3: jet we like to do something at the end of every episode where we do we call it a lightning round i don't know it's not really a speed round it's just stupid questions if you're willing and able we'd like to throw some dumb questions at you
4: i'm all for stupidness go ahead (laughs) far away
3: uh you're talking about cover songs and, and give me back my bullets is one that you guys think you do really well um, you really like. What is one song that you never want to cover ever again?
4: <laughs> never want to cover ever again.
3: Mustang Sally. <laughs>
4: <laughs> that one, I, I would say answering for the band um, Sweet Child of Mine. Okay. Because no more? We. Yeah, we, we had a, a guy threw us an amount of money. He's like, oh, I want to sing, I want to sing. <laughs> And I threw a number and he was like, Okay. And he handed me cash and it was just like we've never touched that song. Like, okay, that that dude just ruined it for, for everybody, but that's one that we'll probably never cover again.
3: So that's not an easy song to sing.
4: I do it a little lower and but you yeah. can nail it on the guitar. Yeah,
3: yeah. yeah. You guys I do, do, I do, do the actual dance though. Do you?
4: <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. That was just complete bullshit. <laughs>
3: i bought it good i, I bought it <laughs> all right multiple choice question army navy air force marines army that's right see and you're a veteran and thank you for your service of the army
4: i appreciate it. thank you very much
3: Yep. do you root for army football
4: absolutely even though my little brothers in the navy um, what
3: what happened Yep. Uh, well my
4: dad was in the coast guard so we've right. got almost every we've got almost every branch covered between the three Air
3: Force and Marines going. Uh, yeah. yeah, we I had an uncle that was a West Point grad and was in the army for forever, ever, ever just got out a couple of years ago finally. Good round. Yeah, was, I tell you what, going to graduation there was amazing. It was a fucking cool experience.
4: Anyways. Yeah, I wasn't I wasn't smart enough to go to college,
3: so I went to Iraq. As a grunt. So, yeah. <laughs> wow. Well, we're glad that you're back here with us and making music. Uh, what is For a sure. venue that you want to play that you haven't had a chance to play?
4: Lofty goals. I play Awesome City Limits. Ooh, nice. I, I grew up I grew up watching it. Yeah. On PBS. Yeah. I, I think probably still to date, if it if it comes on the internet, it comes on the reruns. See your Austin City Limits. If you can if you can walk away from that, you got issues. That, that is I have it saved. Amazing. And ever since I saw that, I wanted to
3: play there. Yep. That's a good that's a good call. I don't think we've had that answer before, Brian, have we? I don't that's think that's a good so. one. What is your what do you guys consider your home base place to play? Like, you know, treated well, most comfortable, kind of your 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 base.
4: Um, a place called Exit 210 Saloon um it's uh what we open for co there um a couple other opening acts there it's uh it's near danville it's like an hour or so from here but they got a, it's great venue they got a huge outdoor stage set up they had a huge fire last year so they've just redone it and i think they had their first ban there last weekend um but that place, we have that's where we've played some of our bigger shows. And we're lucky because mm-hmm. it's close. But the exit 210 Saloon in, uh, I think it's Oakwood, Illinois, um, right outside Danville. But that's, I would say, for a place that treats us golden, um, the only wedding I've ever played was for the owner's daughter, because he, he yeah. loves us. And uh, he's like, hey, man, he's like, would you do a wedding? I'm like, no. I was like, come on, it's for my it's for my daughter. I was like, Will you pay this much? She's like, if you show up, I'm like fucking done. <laughs> they, they pay yeah. well.
3: That's that yeah. is a good uh, payday.
4: But the uh yeah, it's the first and last wedding I'll ever do. So um, right, well, you know. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> yeah, you guys are
3: getting inducted fun. in the rock and roll hall of fame. You can bring that up. We've only played had to play one wedding our entire career. That's yeah, hey. Better than most. All right. Um, if you guys could play right now with any band opening for them, who are you choosing?
4: Either Blackberry Smoke or the Steel Woods. All right. Good. Just because I, Great I would, love, I would, I would love to go out on stage, kick ass, have them shake my hand, tell me we did good, and then sound stand side stage and watch them perform. That, that would be that. That's where I'd want to be.
3: That's a, that is a good answer and a good experience for sure. You're a gear guy. You like Gibson guitars. Obviously we were, uh, you, everybody, we saved you some of the conversation before we started recording. We we're talking about stuff, but what is the last piece of gear that you bought? Uh, my Friedman head. Okay. Yeah. Friedman, talking about your yeah. new setup a little bit. If money was no yeah. object, what would be the one piece of gear that you would get right now?
4: Uh, probably the gibson karina explorer
3: so the ones they just released they showed they just announced or like a classic well if i had
4: the million or whatever the classic ones cost that, yeah I, but then I, I don't know if i'd play it if i spent a million, no matter how rich i was if i spent a million bucks on a guitar i don't know how often i'd take it out but
3: yes correct the,
4: <laughs> the one of the re, one of the reissues i i think i'd go because I, I beat the hell out of my guitars i really do yeah um and uh I, I think you know I I would love to play one of those. And like I said my the standard like the guitar the Gibson standard Les ball I have now is is what I wanted for since you know the young age, I wanted a black les ball. I got that now. Um the uh so yeah, I that's probably what I'd go with.
3: It's a good one. Uh Brian, Chris Tapp does own a Karina um flying V. Mm-hmm. And I asked him when I saw him play a couple weeks ago how much it was worth, and I about passed out. <laughs> he only plays it on camera on the Instagram. He doesn't take it; doesn't go anywhere.
4: Yeah, most people. If you could afford one of those, you need to buy a safe for it, keep it, keep it all. Just take care. I don't know
3: where he got it or when he got it, but uh, you know, you could be a real estate magnet if you wanted to sell that and buy some mm-hmm. real estate. <laughs> That's crazy. Um, okay. Who are the last three artists that you've that you've played, you've streamed or played?
4: Uh, I listened to Scared when I was in the shower. I listened mm-hmm. to Pantera when I was working out. And uh, who the, who else? Was the third one. I think I heard some Cody Jinks today in the truck. Okay, you so check out Pantera. Sorry, go ahead. You going to check out the it.
3: Pantera, the, the new the new version with Zach Wild? I
4: fucking love Zach wild. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm going to do the best I can. That guy is, you know how I was talking about the bodybuilder versus the yep. fucking guy in gym. Yep. And then, you know, Eddie Van Halen versus me playing guitar. Zach is one of those dudes. Like I, I, I watch his videos and I'm just like, this guy is like, I don't know. Have you seen the video of him playing like the little, the hello kitty guitar. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. And he He's just red it on that guitar. <laughs> I'm like, dude, I I just want to throw my guitars away because this guy is retarded yeah. with his <laughs> hell kitty guitar.
0: Zach Wild's a huge uh influence uh on Andrew from them dirty Roses he, he yes. totally digs Zach. Yep.
3: you can hear it in his playing.
4: I can see yeah, Zach is he he's he's a whole whole nother level, you know. And yeah, yeah he's I, I love, you know, all the black label society stuff. I jam on that a lot. And and or uh, the ballad song, uh, "In This River," I think it's called. "This River," mm-hmm. still one of my, still one of my favorite all-time songs. That song is amazing.
3: Do you have a go-to concert or performance on YouTube? Ooh, um, go-to one. Yeah, like something you watch, it inspires you, fires yeah. you up. It's just a great show.
4: I'll mention the, the awesome sea limits series. I I, I clicked that up on YouTube quite a bit. Um, kind of crazy. The uh, different one would be, I love watching the performances from Woodstock '99. <laughs> I, I seriously, I don't know if you're a Kid Rock fan or not. I'm not even a huge fan of his music. Like some of it's awesome, but that popped up one day and his performance from Woodstock '99 that they um. He covered a Creedence Clearwater. He covered Fortunate Son. And you can't search Kid Rock Fortunate Son. And find it. you got to find Kid Rock 99 Woodstock. Okay. And it's towards the end. Watch that performance of that song. That's that's one of the songs I cover. And that's why after watching him play that, that, that for some reason I I love watching watching that performance of him doing that song and a couple of the other ones.
3: We did a whole episode on Woodstock 99 and that, that song never came up from him. So that's a new one, Ryan. It was more from the experience of somebody that was there and, exp- and was part of all the chaos.
4: Yeah. That, we'll that would have been, out. been, a, been a badass. Check it. Yeah, that, him, him doing, him doing Fortunate Son on that YouTube clip is fucking amazing.
3: Okay. What's a guilty pleasure for you, song or artist?
4: Guilty pleasure, um, Adele. Fucking love her. Yeah,
3: yeah. great voice, man. I, I, like one no, of the best I mean, voices. This,
4: yeah, you, you. uh,
3: Yeah. No shame Good. in that game.
4: No, I mean she's. I love her to this. I, I'm not I'm trying to make this not sound wrong. Like she's she doesn't look like all the other ones. You know what I'm saying?
3: Yeah.
4: Like she cusses. You know. You know what I'm saying? Like.
3: Yeah, she's, she's rough around the edges.
4: Yes, which makes me like her even more. Makes her real. Yeah, and uh, her voice is just fucking yeah. insane. She could sing the ABCs, and I want her. I want to hear her and Chris Stapleton sing together. I I would. I, I don't know if it's been done already. I missed it, but those two would just they she's would. A little bit well of a low up.
3: register too. I think it would go real mm-hmm. would go well. Yep. And my other
4: one, my my other one in the same area that would probably you wouldn't have guessed would be pink. I love that chick's voice.
3: She's a, she's like, she is a legit singer. You know, you can say when she gets low low and grouchy. Oh, fuck. There are people that can actually sing. She's one of them. Lady Gaga can actually sing. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I've heard her do acapella Led Zeppelin stuff. Um, like on the Stern Show, she can sing. Miley Cyrus can sing, and doesn't mean that Miley, you don't Yeah, I mean these these yeah. there are people that can sing, and there's other people that are pop stars. <laughs> yeah,
4: yeah. My, Miley's Miley would probably be one of my guilty pleasures too. I, I do yeah. like, and you got to understand too. I got my I got a 13 year old and an 11 year old, yeah. so I'm hearing I'm hearing everything when it, when we're uh, on a car ride. I'm hearing all sorts of different stuff.
3: My daughter's 17, and she grew up in the peak Hannah Montana days, and like we've seen oh, the movie, and like, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. I, had a, I went, I went through all that. You're at least going through it now, where she's like doing rock stuff.
4: Yeah, well, my my daughter's big into the country music. You know, she's she loves Zach Bryan, she loves all that stuff, and she's she's my cowgirl. We got horses and stuff, and um, but my my boy likes the 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 hits, the popular stuff, so. Imagine Dragons is a band I never heard of, and he loved them. And they're, they're fucking good, you know?
3: Yeah. It's a very popular amongst the youth right now, Imagine mm-hmm. Dragons. Yep. yep. At, least at least they're a rock band, you know? Yeah. I guess there's worse.
4: There's worse. Yeah, there's much worse.
3: <laughs> All right. My last question for you is give us a good story from the road. Good story from the road.
4: This is the first one that popped on my mind. It, it's not a three-gun whiskey story, but it, I literally was telling my wife. The first band I school was called Third Degree, right? And it was me, a guy named Andrew Holdsbar, who he's still, he's played like every Warp Tour for the past like 15 years. The guy's an amazing fucking drummer. Um, my buddy Brian Taco and Brandon Sigmund. And we're in high school. There's a, I lived out in the Bay Area in California, Mm
1: -hmm. and
4: uh, there's a venue called Phoenix Theater there, um, which has actually started to gain popularity again. I think Whitey Morgan's played there a few times. It's kind of starting to pick up again. But um, I got a call one day and said, Hey, you guys, you know, we're booking you this Friday, come on down. Right. So, like, so we're, I think I was a junior in high school or senior in high school, and uh, we show up and it's like there's a line out front you know names up on the thing we're like holy shit like this is awesome you know we've never played live before and uh backstage and the backstages were the youngest by like 15 years i'm like that's awesome these guys are not want to play go to the bathroom back there i'm standing there taking a piss guy walks in he's like hey what's up and what band are you from i look over i'm like oh 30 degrees like, oh yeah i hung out with brandon last night you guys are looking forward to hearing you guys I'm like you hung out with brandon he's like yeah I'm like, oh, cool. I said, I'm like, Brandon was with me last night. I don't know how this works out. Turns out there was another band in the Bay Area called Third Degree. And they had an individual named Brandon and an individual named Brian in their band. So we both got the calls for the show. And we showed up and it was, we talked to the manager. He's like, holy shit. He's like, he's oh, because they, they called everybody. You know They called Brandon and Brian and they kept switching numbers around. And he was like, I tell you what, get out there right now and play. So my first show I ever played live was in front of many more people I deserved to play in front of. <laughs> and uh, it was as they were cracking the doors, the show, and we ended up getting to stay all night and party with these guys. It was a good time. But like, said, so that's just what popped in my head because I told that story to my wife two days ago.
3: That's a great story. I mean, honestly, yeah. how many people get have confusion over the band and everything else? And, and, they they say, and they let us play. They didn't they didn't say get out of here. They let us play. <laughs> you're probably fortunate that you played before too many people came through the door. Not that you're bad. Yeah, they it, were expecting it, the other no, one. No. I
4: we we butchered everything we played, and we played like a bunch of high school kids that were yep. nervous in front of a bunch of people. It was you're playing it your was a first good show, time. yeah. Of
3: course. Of course. Yeah. Excellent story. I love it. Definitely an original. Now where do we go to find out more about Three Gun Whiskey?
4: Three Gun Whiskey on Spotify, on Apple Music, our socials, we have um, Instagram and Facebook, both just look up Three Gun Whiskey. It's yep. us, we got a YouTube channel where you can find our latest release uh, video we shot there for Get Down. Um, that's also available on all major streaming plat- platforms. And please, like I said, get on our socials, follow us, interact with us. We answer everything. If you've got a stupid question fire away, I'll get to you. Um, and uh, we love interacting with people that enjoy our music. And if people got venue ideas, city ideas, and places you want us to go, uh, by all means, do not hesitate to jump on there. Say something. Send us a message. We'll get back to you. I enjoy talking to people. Um, we do have some new merchandise coming out soon. Um, and that's we, you can get to our Shopify on all our social medias there. And uh, we'll push that – hopefully be pushing new merch out here in the next month and a half or so. Um, but we do have some older stuff on there for sale too. But they said please get on our socials and, and check us out. And hopefully we'll come to a town near you guys and get, get – come party with us and see us live.
3: Come in. Come to Ohio. Come to North Dakota. We'll take – we take anybody.
4: We played in South Dakota a couple times. Loved it. I can't – I don't know if we played Iowa. We might have played – i played a show in iowa i can't remember but uh we try to get around this area best we can but would love to come see you guys hang out and, and jam a little bit
3: absolutely man i'll bring my guitar what am i We'll go let's go for sure well Jump we can do the a standard song we have three guitar yeah. players then let's hell yeah
4: <laughs> or you could pay me a retarded amount of money and try to get up there and swing sweet child of mine we'll see if um, happens. <laughs> i am
3: not allowed to sing in public per my wife so i play just play guitar
4: good deal good deal
3: i'll never pay anybody to sing (laughs) over to you brian well jed
0: welcome to the all things blues and southern rock family it's been a pleasure talking to you Uh, we'll you know support you promote your stuff uh and thank you so much for coming on we appreciate it so thank you so much
4: thanks thanks again for having me guys it's been a pleasure look forward to talking to you guys again soon
0: Thank you so much to our new friend Jet from Three Gun Whiskey, Three Gun Whiskey, for joining us uh, in this conversation. New family member and uh, another great conversation. Uh, The enthusiasm is infectious. You know, I really love that he mentioned both the Steelwoods and Them Dirty Roses as being uh, huge influences as far
3: as you know the, the fans of the bands and would of, love to play with them yeah, yeah. man for sure yeah. he's a veteran too. two veterans in that band so that's nice to see yeah, too it's we're always we're good really to support cool. veterans and they're making making good music brian he's a gibson guy which i always respect <laughs> and appreciate you know he's wearing a gibson sweatshirt so i was fast friends with him right yeah
0: for sure and uh, also just like uh, andrew for them dirty roses you know jed's a zach wilde fan uh very cool to hear about that and you know it's just exciting to see a new band that's like trying to do their thing and get out there and 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 get some success i you know what can i say i really really see
3: their evolution right he talked about how they started kind of outlaw country now they're moving a lot more towards southern rock particularly with their uh, a newish lead guitar player and you know, writing tunes, getting ready to record some more music and see what happens with them. It is always cool to see where they end up from where they started.
0: Absolutely. And we'll look forward to anything he, those guys have to offer. And, you know, we're going to be doing some uh, Gary Rossington tribute episodes. I don't know how three, four, who knows? Uh, a good number of folks have confirmed they're going to come on for
3: that. So Well, Well, people that knew him. It's it's some people that actually knew him too, like our buddy Andy Aldort. Yeah. Absolutely. So
0: until we get to that, um always remember Southern Rock is reverent, blues is blood. We'll see you next time.